you away from what God has called you to. My, my, it, 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 like the enemy, if, if the enemy can't discourage us, he will divide us. Divide families, hello. Like it's, it's, there, it, there's no coincidence why there's fatherless homes. Why there's motherless homes. The enemy is trying to divide us. He'll, he'll divide couples. He'll divide friends. He'll divide nations. He'll divide people in the nations, right? Why do, why do you think it's such, the division in our country is such a big deal right now? It's because I believe God is trying to start a revival and the enemy is trying to, trying to, to distract us from it. Like if we could get past our differences, what could God do? This division isn't politi- politics. This division isn't this. It's a heart issue. Because listen, the, ra- the race debate, the racial stuff, it's not, it's, racism isn't the problem. It's the heart that's the problem. If he can't, he'll divide families, divide couples, divide friends, divide nations. Don't buy into bickering amongst each other. Because here's the deal. If you're taking notes, I want you to make sure you write. People are not your people are not your enemy. People are not your enemy. Your mother-in-law is not your enemy, y'all. Now, Satan may be using your mother-in-law. But your mother-in-law is not, the people are not your enemies. We're not supposed to be fighting against them. We're supposed to be fighting for them. I'm sick and tired of people in the church bickering among, amongst each other. Thinking that the other person is the problem. When, 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 when Paul would tell us in Ephesians, he would say, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. It's not your mother-in-law. It's not your friend. It's not your brother. It's not your sister. You're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against, 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 against mighty power in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. But then Jesus tells us this. He says, he says this in John. He says, For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. Don't buy in to the bickering and the hatred that's being pushed by, pushed by the rest of the world. And the third way that the enemy distracts us from finding our purpose, finding our flourished life, is found in this next, in this next chapter. He says, Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall. What did he do? Finished rebuilding the wall. And that no gaps remained, though we had not yet set up the doors and the gates. And I don't know if you know anything about old ancient, um, ancient construction. But when you'd build a gate, it would be a huge gate that would swing open, but they'd also have a smaller door in it. So the gates were up, but the doors of the gates weren't set yet. So it says, so Sanballat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them in one of the villages in the plain of, how do you say that place? Oh, no. Oh, if, hey, listen, if a place is called Oh No, that probably means, oh, no, I shouldn't go there. You know what I'm saying? Just, just throwing that out there. If some dude, lady, says, hey, can you come meet me at Oh No Bar? Uh, no. Mm-mm. If it was like, yes, please, then maybe. But, oh, no. No. See, the third way the enemy will distract us is distraction by diversion. 
Distraction by diversion. He will try to take you away from what God has called you to. And it might even be a good thing. Because listen, I've been, working, I've been working on losing weight, right? But that chocolate bar is a good thing, right? Can I get an amen? amen. One, of those, one of those Heath bars. Ooh. Mm. Or those, like, it's, it's that time of the season, y'all, where they come out with those little Christmas t- tree cakes. A little bit because, oh, man. I, mouth is watering. You may, you may get distracted by, you may get diverted by a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. He will try to take you away from what God is calling you to. It might even be a good thing, but, but listen, listen to this. Okay, so Samballat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of, oh no, oh no. But I realized they were plotting to harm me. We have to pray for discernment. If you don't know what discernment, that means this, the Spirit allows you to understand some things that are going on that you don't just see on the surface. It allows you to see things, like see, kind of see ahead a little bit. Like if I go, have you ever had one of those things that said, like, if I go there, I know it will be trouble? That's, that's discernment. Like, you know what, if I, if I put my hand on the eye of the stove, it's going to hurt. That's discernment. Make sure the lid is on tight of the hot sauce before you put it on your food. That's discernment. Happened to me yesterday. We have to pray for discernment and have faith in what we are called to. Because faith doesn't eliminate distractions. It shifts the attention. Set your intentions in the direction of your destiny. Your faith doesn't eliminate the distraction. It shifts the attention. What are you paying attention to? Who are are you paying attention to? Let me, let me show you what I mean. Verse 3, I love this. So I replied by sending this message to them. I am engaged in a great work. Wait a minute, you're just building a wall. You're just serving in kids' ministry. You're just handing out food on Friday nights. You're just a school teacher. You're just this. You're just whatever. I'm just a student. I'm just whatever. No, you're not. I am engaged in a great work. So I can't come down. Why should I stop working to come and meet you? Ooh. Why should I leave my nice comfy bed in my pajamas to come over to your house? You with me? You, what you are doing is so much bigger than you could even think, imagine, or dream, or imagine. It's bigger than you could even imagine. It's bigger than you. And it has to be bigger than you. Because if it was just you, it would be nothing. Let's be honest. But I'm, in, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop what I'm doing to come down to you? Listen, listen to this, verse 4. Four times. How many times? They sent the same message. You think they would get a picture? The enemy will not stop. Hey, listen, your your next victory is the next hurdle. 
You with me? Your next, your next accomplishment is the next problem. He will never stop. Four times they sent the same message, and each time I gave the same reply. You're not good enough for me to come down, y'all. The fifth time, Sanballat's servant came with an open letter in his hand. I don't know if you know anything about open letters back in that time. The open letters back in that time, what, what, it, was, it was like almost an official demand. It'd be like you getting that letter in the mail saying you have to come and serve jury duty. And this is what it said. There is a rumor, because the enemy will start rumors against you. He will have people say things about you that aren't true. They might be a little bit true, but just enough truth to be believable, right? This, there's a rumor among the surrounding nations, and, the, and, the, and, and Geshem tells me it's true, because, you know, Geshem, your buddy's always correct. You know how many, you know how many like, fights I break up at school every week because somebody told somebody that told somebody that somebody was talking about them stop listening to people it make life a whole lot easier and Geshem tells me it is true that you and the Jews are planning to rebel and that is why you that you are building this wall. I don't know if you remember the beginning of the story but he Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king he was a slave to the king and he asked king the king for permission to go rebuild the wall right so this is what he's talking about. According to his report, you plan to be their king. Did Nehemiah ever say that? No. He also reported that you have appointed prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim about you. Look, there's the king in Judah. I bet Judah, I mean, I bet Nehemiah is reading this going, what the crap? kind of conspiracy isn't it you can be ve- you can be very sure that this report will get back to the king who I'm telling on you so I suggest that you come and talk it over with me how what voice you respond to and how you respond to that voice is very important so I replied he says there is no truth in any part of your story because sometimes it's easy for us to believe even what the enemy tells us, even though we know it's a lie. You were created in the image of God. But the enemy tells, me you're, tells you you're nothing. And you begin to believe it. That's why we run to the things that we run to. Drugs and alcohol and broken relationships after broken relationships after broken relationships. It's because you believe the enemy's voice. It says you're not good enough for whatever. There is no truth in any part of your story. You don't own me. You don't have permission to speak into my life. Too many of us are allowing the wrong people to speak into our lives. There's only like four people that can speak into my life. That's Brittany, my mama, sometimes my dad. He'd be a fifth person. It depends on how long I want to sit there. (laughs) Just kidding. My mama, I get other people, my daddy, Brittany, and Jesus. Now, do I get other people's opinions? Sure. Sometimes I'll go to Joe and go, hey, Joe, how do I look? And he looks, dude, you look fly. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> but you, you, you got, thanks. You got, you got to, to determine who you allow to speak into your life. Because if you let the wrong voice seep in, you'll, believe, you'll start believing a false story about yourself. 
you are making up the whole thing. <laughs> Everybody ever have a lie made up on you? <laughs> Ooh, don't you want to go punch those people in the face? <laughs> Sorry, I have to get my preacher voice back. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining that they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued the work with even greater determination. I ain't turning back. You got to fight with great intensity towards your purpose. You can't listen to the voices. You have to fight for what matters most. But what happens when the enemy begins to threaten you. <laughs> Verse 10, it says this. Later, I went to visit Shemaiah, son of Delilah, and grandson of, I'm going to say Methed, I don't know, table, who was confined in his home. And he said, let us meet together inside. I want to meet with you and talk to you about all the things that God is doing in your life. Let us meet together inside the temple of God and bolt the doors and shut. Bolt the doors shut. Your enemies are coming to kill you tonight. Uh-oh. But I replied, should someone in my position run from danger? Should someone in my position enter the temple to save his life? No. I won't do it. No. When the battle chooses you, when the lion is running towards you to devour you, your victory only comes when we run toward the roar. Too many of us as a church and as a people of God, we run and hide when we need to say it comes to my regret. Like, I'm sick and tired of people telling me what I can do when it comes to my relationship with Jesus and what I should believe and how I should do it. Why we shouldn't meet. That's not where our hope is found. And if that's where you're putting your hope, then you're going to fall flat on your face. I don't care what guidelines they put in place. I don't care whatever. The church is never closed. I'm tired of it. I don't care if I'm the only one that shows up here. I'll pick up a guitar and sing, and I'll preach to whoever shows up. Because I'm tired of the church. And this isn't me trying to be like anti-whatever or conspiracy theory this or conspiracy theory that or whatever. It's just I'm sick and tired of the church not having a backbone. And I'm not talking about shift church. I'm talking about the people of God. When are we going to stand up for what is right? 
When are we going to run to the roar? And I'm not talking about going picketing down at the at the government center. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about listen. We got we got we got to decide. Because I, I, told, I told them in this text message, I don't want to stand before God and allow and my conscience not be clear of, because there may be somebody that was coming that Sunday, coming the next week, that were seeking hope, and we're going to turn them away? No. I'd, I'd rather stand before the courts than stand before God and have to answer that question. So, just so y'all know, I will be here. When the battle chooses you, victory comes when we run toward the roar. I'm not even going to cut that out of the message. I thought about it, but screw it. Not when we run and hide. When the enemy attacks, telling us to run and hide, we say, no, I won't do it. And you got to talk to yourself like you're a child of God. You talk to yourself like you're a child of God. A person in my position run and hide are you kidding me I'm a child of the king yeah the king sent me here I ain't backing down giving up because I know what Paul says in Romans 8 11 he says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you what spirit the Spirit of, the, of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. This, this is what it means. This is what it means. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in you right now. second the wall was finished I fulfilled my purpose what I was burdened for was over or was it it wasn't but what he was set out to do he accomplished it says on October 2nd the wall was finished just 52 days after we had how long built the walls around what a whole city Unbelievable. I'm going to do something bigger than your wildest dreams. Biggest imagination. I'm going to break every expectation. In just 52 days after we've begun. Verse 16 says, When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened. <laughs> and they were humiliated. They realized the, this work had, had been done with the help of our God. So I don't know 
what you're burdened for, what your purpose for, or whatever. I don't know it. But if you want to have a flourished life, if you want to have, if you want to have your find your purpose, you got to find it in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Without Him, nothing can be accomplished. The question is, are you allowing the enemy to distract you? You with me? Are you allowing the enemy to distract you by, by diversion? Are you allowing the enemy to distract you by, by discouragement? By division? What is it? Because it's really just those three things. Stop listening to the voice of the enemy. Set your intentions in the direction of your destiny and not the direction of this moment. Don't allow what's happening to you today distract you from what God is taking you tomorrow because what God has in front of you is greater than what's in the present or behind you. That's why we honestly believe the best is yet to come. To God, we want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a God who who calls us to be a part, one to be a part of your story and allow us to be a part of your story. And God, I pray that we as the people of God begin running toward the roar that we fight back for what matters most. God, I, I honestly believe that in this room and in, in listening online, um, there's a breakthrough that's going to happen. We're all broke down. We're all, we're in a season of, of fear and it's real. Let's just be honest. It's real, it's real fear. But may we not concentrate on that fear. We use that fear as a chance to show your power. Where we're weak, make us strong. God, I just...